Hello. Welcome to Making of Her Story. My name is Crystal Farley. And I'm Heidi Solomon. And for those of you that are joining us for the first time, we are two women that bring together women from across the globe to share stories and pivotal moments that have changed their journey. For those of you that are local to our office here in New Hampshire, we actually have the wonderful Jen Ryan. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Jen. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. So Jen Ryan is an international best-selling author as well as business coach, and I've had the opportunity to know Jen now um, for a few months, and Heidi's met her for the first time today. But um, one of the things I most appreciate about Jen is that she is um, very no BS, and she tells it like it is. So she and I were able to connect right, we hit it off right off the bat. Um, so thank you again for coming in. My pleasure. I really admire what you ladies are doing. I think that um, I think it's inspiring, and I I really appreciate what you guys are taking the time to do. Yeah, and, you know, we talk a lot about um, female entrepreneurs. You work with a lot of a lot of people around the world, right? You're you you, you don't really limit yourself to geography. But um, when we're thinking specifically about female entrepreneurs, um, the more we can connect and raise each other up and lift up, the more successful we're going to be. I agree. There's room for everyone. Um, and one thing I admire about you, Crystal, is all about the collaboration. And it's always collaboration over competition. Um, the more we help each other, the more we all grow, the more everyone has money to spend, and that just makes the world go round. There's room for everyone. Yeah. And everyone has a story. <laughs> so that being said, that was a great segue. You set me <laughs> up for that. Um, being that, you know, our listeners may be new to learning about you, why don't you at least share about who you are? Who am I? Well, my best friend is a amazing German Shepherd, Lulu. <laughs> I am the youngest of eight children from a big Irish Catholic family. I grew up in Vermont. I was a very young entrepreneur, and I had my business about 12 years, grew bored, made a very rash decision to follow a boyfriend to Tennessee and um, I sold my business, packed up. I was looking for a new adventure. Unfortunately, that didn't work out, not because of him, because apparently I'm a New England girl. Mm. And um, so I had a, came home, or I, what I say home, New England. I came back to New England to stay with my sister for a week to clear my head, and that was about 14, 15 years ago. So either my head's not clear, or or I don't know. Um, <laughs> Work in progress. Exactly. <laughs> um, I had a complete identity crisis, a meltdown, because I had no idea who I was anymore. And so from there, I went to work in the corporate world, and um, I worked for Redken Imperiology as a salon development manager for about 10 years. And, um, from there, one day, I was getting ready to go to a friend's wedding, and I literally was zipping up my suitcase, and it was a holiday weekend, and I got a phone call, and it you know, was the office calling, and I'm like, what could they possibly want? They know I'm away for the weekend. What could they want? So I said, let me just answer it so I can be done with it, and I can go on and enjoy myself for the next six days. And unfortunately, it was that call that nobody wants to get. You no longer have a job because we've eliminated the position. And it was devastating, it was shocking, it kind of came out of nowhere, and I'm on my way to one of my friend's biggest day. So I didn't say anything. I mean, of course I had a meltdown, and um, I called my friend who I was riding with, and I'm pretty upset. She hands me a little white pill and a beer, and I didn't question anything, and I said, I gotta get through the next few days, and I don't know how I'm gonna do that. 
because from there I went to a holiday weekend that I go to. It's like an annual trip in the Adirondacks with some friends. And again, I didn't want to tell anyone there because what was I going to tell them? I, I didn't know what was going on. And so I held it in for literally for six days. And um, from there, um, I spent some time on the beach with my best friend Lulu. And um, I guess my story is in that moment of actually processing it, I didn't know what I was going to do or how I was going to do it, but I knew one thing. I would never hear those words again. So I know you guys talk a lot about pivotal moments, mm -hmm. but I would say that was probably mine. That was, you know, I had an identity crisis again. And I think that working in the corporate world for me, and I'm not anti-corporate world. I, I learned a lot. It was, it was a great company. Um, I still do a little bit of work for the company as, uh, what do you call it, uh, contract work. Um, it just, they didn't have that position anymore. Across the country, the position was eliminated and they took different directions and that's fine. That's when you work for somebody, you, they have your power. And so you pivoted, right? I literally, did. literally, uh, launched your own business. I did. Helping other women and men, but yeah. primarily women entrepreneurs so yeah. that they also wouldn't be in that position, right? So yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about the consulting work that you do today. Well, it's kind of interesting because like I said, I was a young entrepreneur and very green and didn't know what I didn't know. And I mean, that happens to old entrepreneurs too. But so I took basically what I decided to do is I took what I knew as an entrepreneur and was kind of successful beside, uh, what is it, in spite of myself. Like I didn't know what I didn't know. But I knew my parents taught us how to work really hard and failure's never an option. So I took that kind of spirit and then I took what I learned in the corporate world. And then I took most importantly, what I learned on my yoga mat as far as mindset, because I'm a natural type A, get her done, no victims allowed attitude, which a lot of, I think a lot of type A people are like that. Mm -hmm. but that can work against us because it, feel, it makes us feel like we're never enough. It makes us compare ourselves. So I took all of that and I morphed it into this business of helping other people, whether you're big type A or not, that really doesn't have anything to do with it. It's just about being overwhelmed and stressed out and feeling like you're not good enough and constantly comparing yourself to other people and taking all of that, taking all of that and getting working through the muck and getting crystal clear on what you want and then taking that clarity and figuring out how we're going to make it happen yeah so i love that and and uh you know i've only known you now for a five short minutes. time five minutes um <laughs> uh, but one but one thing i could could definitely tell is you're a total badass right wow. and um no but i'm interested in you know growing up in a you know roman catholic family and growing up you know the young the young youngest, youngest. in the yep wow i mean um so you know what were some of the decisions made or some of the influence in your life being in that kind of family dynamic well it's kind of interesting because so youngest of eight kids and um oftentimes when people when people hear you say you're the youngest, automatically they think, oh, you're spoiled. And it was quite the opposite. I was not spoiled at all. Um, if anything, I was constantly being told that I wasn't good enough. You're never old enough. You're never smart enough. You're never, as I say, tall enough, short enough, you know, too fat, too skinny, too 
to do anything, that's what it was. And even if you did one thing right, you had somebody else voicing their opinion how you did it wrong. And so you always are feeling like, oh, I, I can't wait till I get here or this age and then I'll be like my big brothers and sisters. Like, you know, whether it be the drinking age or, you know, you get to sit at the big people's table instead of the kids' table and always waiting for that. Like, even when I had my first business, I mean, I had my first business when I was like, what, 22, 23? And I thought, oh my God, I've arrived. Like, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, they're gonna, they're gonna accept me now. Like someone is gonna tell me how great the, this is. Not one person said congratulations. Not one person said good job. Not one. And why is that? Oh, by the way, congratulations. Oh, <laughs> you're amazing. Right. Like, so oh, but why I is mean, that? but why? I don't know. I think that, you know, um, I don't know. I, I don't think that it was ever to be mean. I think it's just the way we grew up. You don't give a compliment. You hmm. don't, you always can do more. Like there's always, like my parents were really hard workers. You got workers. a B, but it wasn't an A, right? Even So you were yeah, always yeah. like, it was always this one up, you know, yeah, you always it, had to do better. And it wasn't, I don't really think it was competition. I just think it was just the way it is. Like you just, you just work really hard. So it was just expected. Mm-hmm. So it was either expected you did crap oh, well, that's what I expected of you. Or if you work really hard, it was expected. Yeah, of course you're going to do that. So I don't think it's that my family wasn't proud. I think that we didn't talk about feelings. You did not cry. You did not show emotion. And so I think it wasn't that they didn't think it or feel it. I think it's that they didn't know how to speak their truth. Mm. I mean, I hate to go all hokey and and soft, but I, I don't think it was malicious you know, um, I just think that it just was the way it was. And so how do you channel that now into your business? I mean, in a positive way. Well, how do I, I don't know if it's positive or not. So I grew up, <laughs> as Chris would say, you know, kind of hard, not hard, but I am, I'm a no victims allowed kind of girl. Mm. Life owes you nothing. Put your big girl panties on, like stop being a victim. Life didn't happen to you. My mom always said there's no victims, only volunteers. Oh, I love that. I might steal that. Mm, Definitely write that. (laughs) I have taken that one. But no, I mean, you know, I remember a few years ago walking with a girlfriend, you know, hiking or whatever, and she was complaining about this and complaining about it. She goes, can I just go there? I go, of course you can. You can go there. You just can't stay there. Like, what are you going to do about it? Okay, so you acknowledge there's a problem. What are you going to do about it? So it's, we all have choices mm-hmm. and our lives, whether we like it or not, is it's an accumulation of choices that we've made. I mean, I'm not talking about like when you're a child and you know, you're in a situation, you know, I believe that when I got eight, when I became 18 years old, I had a choice. I can blame my parents for my life or I can go out there and try to fix everything that's happened and try to make sense of it all and and just try to be a better person. Did I fail? Hell yeah, I failed a lot, probably still do. So I'm not saying that my way is the best way, but it's my way. I believe that we have the power. That day on the beach, I said, now I could have, I mean, I came from a really good company. I could have probably worked in any company in that realm because my company was known for their great training. But I said, no, I'm not giving my power away again. I took my power back. And so I love helping people take their power back because you have it the whole time. You just gave it away. 
I, I do, I do feel, and I don't know if it's just a woman thing, I'd be interested in your perspective, but it, I find it a lot with women um, that we do put ourselves in these victim situations and it's a way to paralyze you, I think, right? Like it's just, it, it stops you. What do you, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I love that you said <clears throat> that you can make a choice because I think that's a message that we're constantly trying, hearing on this, on this great show, but yeah. we're constantly trying to instill, right? It's, no, you cannot, you, you don't necessarily have a choice of things that happen to you. Right. right. Things happen, mm -hmm. but you can choose how you react to them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, one of my biggest things is shifting your mindset. And instead of saying that something, sometimes things do just suck. Don't get me wrong. But trying to look at it and be like, okay, this was given to me. It's a gift for me. So how am I going to use this going forward? And that's how I shift my no victim. That's my no victim attitude. Right. So mm -hmm. it's a little bit softer. Um, but, <laughs> just a little bit, but we balance each other really well. Um, but I think, you know, like you're both absolutely right in that women, um, you know, you get stuck. You don't want to take the next step. It's not the right time to have a baby. It's not the right time to start a business. We, everything has to be perfect. We have to nurture every relationship. We can't fail. We must succeed. All of these pressures all the time. Or I grew up in a, you know, emo sure. emotionally abusive ha household. And so yeah. you spend your life, you know, blaming yeah. all of perhaps some of the failures or things that happened to you based on that versus just owning it. Yeah. And saying, you know what, I'm going to own that and I'm not, at some point, you just, you just have to let that go, I think, and then just, and then go on and live yeah. your life, right? Yeah, and, and it's, this isn't easy work, no. you know, it's, it's not hard. like you go to your yoga mat one day and you're like, oh, kumbaya, let me get in this yoga pose and my life is going to be all better. Mm -hmm. It's not. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's minute by minute. Mm. But I am really big in setting and getting clear on what it is that you want and then setting the intention on I want to be kinder. I want to be less judgmental. I want to be whatever it is that you want to be. I want to be CEO of whatever it is. And then asking yourself different questions. So I say this all the time. When you ask different questions, you get different answers. When you ask bigger questions, you get bigger answers. And that, we, I mean, I could go on and on about the subconscious mind and when you... Right blah, 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 blah. But to simplify it for this, I think that when you say, I'm not going to be a victim anymore because I can't be victim and victorious at the same time. Ooh, they don't live together. No, I'm going to steal that. You've got it, girl. It's, it's all <laughs> yours. Um, and when you are judging, and that can be judging yourself, mm -hmm. you can't get curious because curiosity and judgment don't live together. So if you can set an intention on how you want to feel and get curious how you can feel that way, you're going to have a completely different time, day, whatever, than if you say, I suck at life and I'm going to blame the world for that. Because wherever you put your focus is where your energy is going to go. I love everything about that. Well, I didn't even know what to say. That was amazing. Hey, but I do want to go back to something that, you know, at the beginning that we were talking about. Uh, and I'd be interested, again, in your perspective on this. Um, you know, we talk about lifting each other up and, you know, there's space for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, but someone who's been in the corporate world yeah. uh, for most of my life find that women generally aren't very kind to each other, nope. particularly in those... Yep. Uh, in those spaces, um, yep. you know, it might be because we're competing for limited positions or 
I, I don't, and there's probably a thousand reasons why, but how do you coach through that? Because I, I do, I, I do feel like it holds us back as women in business. Absolutely. So it's funny. Well, there's a couple of things I can talk about women in business. I think that the difference, and I don't like to segregate women to men. Um, I like to be all inclusive because I think that human beings have this. But I will say there's one thing about women. Women in the corporate world, sometimes, yes, they're not nice to each other, or yes, they have a challenge rising in the company. But I think it's self-inflicted. Because here's one thing that I'm, I'm pretty confident about saying, is that a man will see a job opportunity, and he, there'll be 10 qualifications. And he'll have three of them, and he's gonna go for that job, and he's gonna convince the person who is doing the interview that he's the best person for it, even though he may only be partially qualified. A woman is gonna look at that and have nine out of 10, and she's like, oh, but I don't have this qualification. And so she won't apply. And she won't even go for it. Right. Mm. And so she does that, but then wants to blame the male society because she didn't raise, or she didn't rise above that. So what I would say is, first of all, if I'm dealing with an individual, I would say forget about the rest of the world, forget about the other women in the company, the other people in the company, forget about their stories. Connect to your story. Connect to your why. Why do you, first of all, why do you want the job? And why do you, what do you think the obstacles are getting in your way? What obstacles are getting in your way? Now, if that's the obstacle, okay, cool. Let's create an action plan to get through it and stop blaming everybody else because you're not VP of sales. And so the competition really comes from fear. Mm. That's exactly where it comes from. That's As all it is. Talking, I'm like, that's exactly it. People are just scared. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are they scared of failing? Is that well, I'm thinking, so I'm thinking or, about, and I'm sure you work with plenty of clients like this. Yeah. So I'm thinking about my last company and, you know, I worked in tech, right? And tech, there's a lot of restructuring, reorganization, companies buying companies, yeah. right? And I'm thinking about my last role, my last supervisor, and it was a woman, type A woman who loves to be in control, mm -hmm. um, at first embraced the fact that I wanted to learn about the business and really be involved and develop relationships with global people and take my own create because you are your brand regardless of what you're doing right yeah, regardless of, of where you're working or what you're what you're participating in and as soon as other people started noticing who I was and when I had a voice that was a little bit more influential not competing with her there was a change in the way I was being led um, and it was because we were going through um, a spin merge the company was being bought out I was in enablement, so that's training, right? It's a non-revenue generating position. So competition is fierce and, and whatever, but I have always been the, there's room for all of us, we can all fit type of mentality. And that's a little bit why our directions changed. But for her, she's still stuck in that role, hmm. in that position. And she probably always will be, Yeah, you know, because I think, people right men and women see that mm -hmm. regardless of gender right and when you're in these executive roles or you're trying to move up in a company you need to worry about number one because yeah. nobody else is going to worry about number one so if you're not going to have a voice in a meeting that's on you it's on nobody else that's right yeah no it, it's true and when i first started in, in the corporate world my uh boss at the time who was actually a lot younger than me she would say, "You have to raise your hand and you have to speak up in the meetings. Mm -hmm. Like there's there's 200 people in this meet 200 people in the meeting. You have to. I mean, even when it's uncomfortable, 
You have to raise your hand. You have to participate. People need to know who you are. And every single corporate meeting, I would get up and they would always ask for volunteers to do a presentation and I was scared shitless and I would do it anyway and my hands would shake and my mouth would feel like cotton and I would be really nervous and I would do it because I knew that if I wanted to grow or if I wanted to influence anybody, I had to do this. And so I know there was the chitter chatter, chitter chatter, oh, look at her go, but I'll tell you one thing, everybody knew who Jen Ryan was. Mm-hmm everybody knew yeah that's that's great and do you think that men in general and I you know I hate to do this men and women thing but uh, but there are just some inherent differences especially in of course in approach right uh, and um, that they generally don't care as much about what people think of them women were always you know oh my gosh if I do this what is she gonna think or he's gonna think yeah. or what it and it I think it's limiting right I, I know I've done that myself right yeah. I find myself sometimes in that like if I do this and you know what are people gonna think and yeah. so I'm wondering if that's a difference that you see I think it is a difference it's there because I work with men yeah four brothers like I, I I think that men don't get as bogged down with that yeah you know, and I don't want to say they're more egotistical, but when I mean, we all have an ego, I think sure. their ego tells them something different. Like, I deserve that job, where we're like, <laughs> I don't deserve that job. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the way we've been trained as young girls growing up, you know. I think it also depends, though, like coming from the military perspective. Mm-hmm. If, so when you get a promotion in the military, it's based on merit, um, it's based on years in service your current rank and what you've gotten on reviews, right? So you do eventually at some point you go in front of a board and like that matters a little bit more, but you just get it because you get it. Like, like you don't necessarily earn it. And so there is some of that cattiness with men in the military, which is really kind of a surprising thing. But I think in the corporate world, men are sort of used to being in control and running things. And so I think you're right. They just, there's room for everyone because they've always been there. Yeah. Right. So it's a different environment. It's interesting, though. It's a but I think that dynamic. women, and I could be wrong, but just being in the corporate world, I think that women think that men think certain things that they don't think. Sure. I think that men aren't spending any time thinking about the stuff that women think <laughs> right. about. That we think they're thinking. Exactly. <laughs> we just think too much. Right. <laughs> well, exactly. Right? So we overanalyze. Right? Everything. When the woman gets out of work, she's going home and she's figuring out, yeah. you know, I've got to you know, make the neighbor, you know, cupcakes and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. What's a man thinking? Where's my golf clubs or where's the clicker, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, he well, just I mean, in fairness, so like women do, they have more stress in life because of the amount of jobs that they Of course, but my point is sometimes so. they mm-hmm. take on too much. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely. a lot of it is self-inflicted. Yeah, we, we over we tend to overcommit. We want to take care of everybody all the time. Yeah. We and do. we forget about ourselves. And... Oh, of course. Yeah, like, we we're, that. right? Like, so as women, we're concentrating on being good daughters, good, well, I'm not a mother, only to the four-legged kind, but good mothers, good daughters, good sisters, good aunts, good neighbors, good coworkers, good friend. A man... He doesn't, he just wants to be, in my opinion, he just wants to be a good guy. Yeah. But it, it's much more simple. It, it's very <laughs> simple. We overcomplicate. Yeah. So what advice, you know, given all of this, would you give to women who are listening? My or big, men that are listening, yeah, right? I so, think. Uh, hopefully yeah. we have both. And, right. And just because, because to the mentoring port too, I mean, it still is 
the world still is, uh, you know, dominated in the corporate world by, you know, by men. There's more uh, male entrepreneurs. And so, like, you know, what kind of advice? It's funny because coming in the world that I was, it was filled with women. So I just have a different experience with that. But that's okay. What I would give for somebody in the corporate world or a female entrepreneur, or it doesn't matter if you have a side hustle and you're selling oils on the side to help supplement the family, it doesn't matter. What I would say, no matter what, take your power back. Decide to take your power back. Decide not to be a victim. Um, figure out exactly what it is that you want. Get clarity on that. And then meet yourself where you're at. That's the biggest thing I could say. So if I bring it back to the yoga mat, every single day that I am on my yoga mat, I have to meet the person who showed up today. Some days I can do a headstand effortlessly. Some days child's pose is a challenge. Mm -hmm. And you have to meet yourself where you're at and be kind and gentle. And the days that you have the energy to bust out 500 chaturangas, get it girl. And the days where you just need to sit there and just breathe, get it girl. Yeah. Meet yourself where you're at. Great. So for our listeners that might be interested in hiring you as a coach or reading your books, how would they go about doing that? I think um, there's a couple ways. You can go to, if you're an Instagram um, lady, you can find me on Instagram, which is Jen Ryan said. If you are trying to find my Facebook page, my business page is just Jen Ryan. If you want to be in a, a close community of amazing women, um, it's a private, it is just for women because I want to create a container where they can grow and express um, their challenges and all of that and get coaching for free because I'm in there all the time. You can go to Facebook group, Women Stepping Into Success, or if you want to shoot me an email, Jen with one N at JenRyanCoaching.com. Awesome. Perfect. And you can find us at, <laughs> right? Because we, we need more and more people we need to get more people listening in our, um, in our little container that we're trying to create or whatever. Um, making of Her Story. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, please feel free to reach out to us, direct message. If you have a story that you want to tell, we're open to listening. Um, so please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. This was fun.